welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 42. I am your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I'm joined by our other regular uh, host when I'm not here, Cracker. There you go, Cracker. Good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. It's uh, it's just the two of us tonight. It's a little bit different. It's a small cast. You, you and Chewy did the last one on your own and, and now it's just you and me. So, mate, is, does that mean we're falling to pieces? Um... No, no, no. The wheels aren't coming <laughs> off yet. We're all right. That's that's why we have such a big crew, right? It means that we uh, we don't have to get burned out by doing it all the time. That's exactly right. When we first started this podcast, that was one of the uh, one of the things that uh, we kind of told ourselves. It's like, all right, if there's five of us doing it, like you know, we're, at least two of us can get on each week and, and record an episode. It'll be fine. So, well, we've only had the one chewy bonus episode where it was just one person. So so far, we're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Let's just keep telling ourselves we're doing all right. We're, we're doing great. Hey, we're 42 <laughs> episodes in, man. We're doing great. <laughs> all right. And uh, yeah, obviously, that's the sort of content you came here to to listen to, just us waffling on about uh, about the past. And <laughs> I mean, if they have listened to any of our previous casts, they know what they're in for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we don't have a, a jam-packed show tonight. We've got a couple of topics we want to hit on, but uh it's been a little bit light on on news lately. I mean, there's a fair bit going on, but uh, yeah, just just a couple of couple of things to talk about. So we're going to uh, going to get into that tonight, and hopefully you'll uh, you'll get something out of it still. But uh, Cracker, do you want to give us a quick mention of our uh, our sponsor? Yeah, absolutely. So our sponsor for this wonderful podcast is Josh and Pat's Magic Bazaar. Uh, they're a Facebook auction site. They do auctions every night with lots and lots of cards and they do premium auctions over the weekend they're fantastic we've all bought a bunch of cards from them and continue to do so so you can just search josh and pats they've got a website as well uh, because they've got a dedicated auctioneer things get sent out really quickly so they're an awesome service and we highly recommend you check them out i know there are a couple of people in the discord who didn't realize that that was a service and now they realize that paper cards are going to eat all their money as well as <laughs> arena tickets <laughs> Now they've been sucked into the auction world. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Actually, one of the other people was saying that they've never paid full price for a computer game. They'll leave it on Steam Watch for like months. Yeah, but that's what I do. Yeah, they, yeah, but then they'll just buy like a singular magic card that costs more than a whole PC game. So, <laughs> we're like, yes, converted. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, definitely go and check Josh and Pat's out. They, uh, they actually- um, Gave us some stuff for a giveaway this week. I don't know uh, if our listeners out there managed to catch our stream we did uh, recently. Well, we, we've done a few giveaways, actually. I was sort of hoping that Chewie would be on here tonight because last Friday he uh, he streamed for the evening and we gave away a whole bunch of gems for Arena. Gave away like 5,000. Uh, yeah, amazing. yeah, which is pretty cool. So thanks to the the content creator program that, that Wizards run through Stream Elements, we, uh, yeah, we get our hands on a few things like that and had a great time giving those away on the Friday night with Chewy. Speaking of giveaways, though, you gave away a bunch of stuff this week. I did, yeah, yeah. Oof. So that's what I was getting to. Just so Josh and Pat sent me a, uh, a few packs of double masters, which I really would have liked to have cracked myself. But uh, unfortunately, no, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep loyal to our, our listeners. And yeah, we, we streamed and gave them away. See, a bit of inside baseball here. We actually don't know how many packs Shorty got sent. He just t- he told the beans that he got sent four, and he went and collected them. So nobody knows if it was four or fourteen or or some other number. But I mean, it was a, it was a full box. But- it was a full box. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. Well, congratulations to those who managed to score some double masters. Yeah, and, and hopefully you crack like a sweet mythic. 
Yep, I, uh, I packaged them all up today and I'll be posting them out tomorrow. One of them is going all the way to Northern Ireland. so uh, That's unreal. You can uh, expect that in about three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how long did it take for De Bruyne to get his card? <laughs> I think we'd yeah, finished the quite second league. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, we uh, we do run giveaways every now and then on our stream. There's, there's usually one of us streaming at least once per week. And, uh, yeah, you definitely want to get on that. So make sure you go and look us up on Twitch. Just search for Magic Beans Cast and you'll find us on there. Make sure you follow us. And, yeah, keep an eye out for, for giveaways because we love doing it. It's, it's actually really yeah, it's fun awesome. doing that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, it gets, gets people excited. So make sure you follow us. Follow us on Twitter as well. And uh, that way you'll know exactly what we're doing. But if even if we're not doing giveaways, still come and join us on the stream because yeah, it's, it's, it's always good fun. fun. When, fun. when are you streaming next, Cracker? Good question. I need to do one soon. It's been a couple you of do, weeks. You do. I <laughs> have to set that up. Maybe early next week we'll set one up. Sounds good. So you were saying that uh, – we hadn't had much going on this week, but in case you missed it, there was a bonus cast last week because of the massive bombshell that Wizards dropped on us. Mm, that's right. So, post-ban standard. Post-ban, ban, I don't know, whatever. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> things got changed, man. Things things are really different out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many, how many cards did we see banned? <laughs> 30, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in standard, there was four, right? Yeah, yeah. So we had Growth Spiral, mm-hmm. Teferi, Wilderness yep. Reclamation, yep. and uh, and my favourite, Cauldron Familiar, unfortunately I, banned. I... Yeah, no, no more putting those precious cats into the ovens. Rest in biscuits. <laughs> mm, yep. So yeah, fair fair uh, shake up of standard, which as you guys touched on the cast last week was kind of due and uh, kind of what people wanted. So, but kind of unexpected as well. Because- oh yeah. yeah. We we still we were what eight weeks out from set rotation, and we had all just kind of decided that they were just going to ride it out. I'm pumped that they did it, and I think that you know whatever. There's a whole bunch of stuff you could say about you know when they should have done it and, and whatever. But the fact that they took into consideration the fact that we're playing just so many more games now because of the world that we live in, I think it's awesome that they are kind of leaning into the digital aspect of the game. Yeah, hopefully not too much though. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a real balancing act they got to try and pull off here. So oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, the the volume of games that that get played now is would be phenomenal. I'd, I would love to see the stats that Wizards would have from their back end. Like I was sort of talking to somebody recently about you know people always ask you know, what's what's the best standard that you've ever played in and things like that. And for me, it was it's always been original Ravnica. I love that standard, and and for a lot of people, it's the same thing. But the world was so different then. Like back then, you you could net deck, which is what I did a, a, a fair amount. Sure, but you you could also brew because nobody had any idea what was going on, and so the 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 meta games were quite wide open, and things changed a lot. And uh, you know, you could come with some spicy tech and and do really well, and that you'd see the same thing at the pro tours. The pros would sort of hide themselves away for a week or two, and then come out with something that's going to completely destroy the meta game that was so unexpected. But with the volume of games that get played now, that's that's just not possible. Like within the first day of a set being released on Arena, there would be more games played than probably in a year twenty years ago. <laughs> like easily, it's phenomenal. Easily. You, you you could probably have the same volume of games in the first couple of days as like an entire set previously. Yeah, yeah. And this is going back like two or three years. We're not talking about like you know ten or fifteen years ago, or whatever, right? Like just 
the the sheer volume that arena because of the pace, right? Like yeah. Magic Online has existed for a really long time, but it's just always been a much more ponderous client to work through. So yeah. Yeah, anyway. I mean, while I was sort of waiting for you to jump on the uh, the podcast tonight, I played four games <laughs> in the space of like 12 minutes. There you go. That's <laughs> what happens crazy. when you win fast or lose fast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, unfortunately, that does lead to a lot, a lot of bannings because uh, I guess the, the volume of games that Wizards play in their testing is just nowhere near going to yeah. be enough to uh, to lead to this sort of thing. And, and that's why we end up with standards where we are. So... But uh, yeah, that it's, was been, it's been a bit a of a crossroads, tangent. I think. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, Chewie's not here, so we've got to do some. I, I think. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's a crossroads of the fact that we've got arena hitting while Wizards are doing a power bump, and then we've also got this lockdown going on. It's yeah. like this perfect storm of just forcing more games of Magic to be played than kind of anyone imagined. So yeah, yep. Anyway, definitely. So you said you were playing some standard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've, I've played like? a little bit. I. Um, I mean. I was sort of saying on the stream the other night that normally, you know, you get these bands and it reinvigorates the format and makes people excited to want to play again. And yep. I, I was kind of almost had the opposite where it's like they banned Cat, which is, you know, I, I've really enjoyed putting cats in ovens for, for quite a long time. But yep. I'm kind of in that spot where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, new format, whatever, but I almost don't want to burn my wild cards on a deck <laughs> that may not be viable in like eight weeks' time. So, I haven't been super motivated. It's hard. I've kind of felt the same way because like when we were talking about it, I was pumped. I was like, yes, no more Teferi. I can finally cast Instance again. And I got on and, you know, the first few days I played a bunch of games in both like Historic and Standard and, and had fun. But at the same time, I was kind of like, I've been playing against these cards for months and months or yeah. years in, in like Historic's case, right? Like- I'm actually as much of it's a, it's different. It's still very the same. So yep. it kind of got boring <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. quickly for me. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that seems seems to be the case. <laughs> I, and not everyone's finding that. Like you, you know, no. there seems to be a lot of people who are still very um, excited and interested, which is awesome. Yeah, people yeah. have found something else to complain about, which is you know what I said would happen last week. I said, don't worry, give give it a week, and we'll find something new to complain about. Yeah, I mean, I, I know like the. Just sort of touching on other formats, I know Pioneer's definitely been reinvigorated thanks to the bands, the, the uh, leagues have been firing off a bit easier and the, the challenges and things like that have been firing. So, that's that's definitely good and I believe Modern's in a, in a pretty good place now. But mm-hmm. yeah, Standard's, it's, it's just in that interesting spot where yes, it's better, but it's not really that different. So... We did have a couple of events on the weekend to um, sort of give us a bit of an idea and, and I guess sort of help us to see whether the the bannings actually worked, if, mm-hmm. they, if they've made much of a difference. So, there was the Red Bull Untapped number four, the international qualifier number four, I believe it was, which none of us ended up playing in. I was sort of- The timing was just to. awkward. Yeah, they changed the start time, I think, on, on this one, which yeah. is it was a bit weird. But, uh, yeah, normally it starts at, like, 5 p.m. on a Saturday night, I think, for us. So, it's not it's not too bad. We, and, you know, you can play a few rounds and if you bomb out, you can still get to bed at a reasonable time. But I think this time it was a little bit later. Yeah, how how did we see the uh, the metagame shake out in that one? So, it's a pretty good size event. There's 1,123 players that were saying it enrolled. Yep. And it's actually kind of what a lot of people were predicting, a lot of people were expecting. So, Saltai Ramp was kind of becoming a bit of a deck pre-ban anyway and became kind of the clear favourite. You, you were incentivized to start playing 
thought erasure and thought distortion and like discard and removal spells because you can play instant speed removal spells again. That kind of replaced Bent as the go-to, you know, green-blue X ramp deck with, you know, yeah. Nisses and Hydrocrasis and Ugans and then it's just like pick your splash to, to do your damage or whatever it is that you wanted to interact with. And then Teamer Adventures, which we, we were sort of all speculating would be a really easy pickup in terms of it was already a really good deck. It, di- it didn't lose anything. It didn't lose anything. It just had been squeezed out. It just couldn't yeah. compete with what was going on. And, you know, seemed like a good favourite. And a lot of people had built and, and reps with it, so it made a lot of sense that a lot of people would pick that up. And then the usual kind of suspects, so Mono Red Aggro, Mono Green Aggro, Team of Elementals is another one that seems to have done quite well out of this. There's a, there's a bunch of people who have been playing it, and I've seen um, Jean-Emmanuel de Pra, I think it was, took it to Mythic okay. number one. Yep. So there's a bunch of people who are running around in, like, high Mythic with some Team of Elementals. And then there's all the other things. There's Flash decks and Mardu Benoda, some Sacrifice decks still. So it was a pretty good range. If you look at the the breakdown, there's there's a lot of different decks listed. So pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, sort of going through those decks, like Sultai, the reason that people were playing Bant before, like the, the blue-green is the, the base of the shell. The reason mm-hmm. they were playing Bant before was for Teferi. Obviously, yeah. we've got no Teferi anymore, so no need to play white. The white doesn't doesn't really have anything else to pull you into those colours. You could play- ECD is the only thing, really. Yeah. You know, you could maybe play Dream Trawler as well. And that, that might be an option. But in that sort of deck where you're ramping with a lot of creatures and, and things, you're not, not really wanting to be playing uh, like Shatter the Sky or anything. Like, you're not, you're not playing control, band control type thing. So, there's no real reason to be playing white anymore. But the rest of the blue, blue-green shell kind of stays the same. And, yeah, like I said, you, you've lost four- uh, growth spirals. There's a very mm-hmm. easy change for that, which is thought erasure. So, yep, we haven't seen a ton of thought erasure lately in uh, recent decks. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of popular blue black decks for for a little while. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's sort of that card that gives you a solid turn to play, disrupts what your opponent's doing, gives you the information of what they're doing. Also, fuels your euro for turn three as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. So. The other card that they've been picking up is Teferi Master of Time. So that's the uh, the Teferi oh, from yeah. yeah from M twenty one, which we sort of said like when we did the the preview of that card, we thought it was going to have a much bigger impact on this on the format, but I guess it just couldn't compete with its smaller brother, <laughs> the three three mana version, and uh, yeah, there wasn't really a place for it. But it's definitely getting picked up now, and from what I've heard, it's it's quite powerful. So. Interesting to see that, uh, yeah, sort of showing up. Uh, the other card they're picking up in black is Eliminate. So, yeah, good good removal spell, kills planeswalkers, kills creatures. Yeah, pre- pretty solid. Yeah, that's cool. And so then we also saw another event, which was one of the SCG Online events that they started running. Pretty similar, actually. So, Saltai Ramp on top, again, in terms of representation. And then Team of Adventures, Team of Elementals, Team of Flash, and then Mono Green Aggro, Mardu Winota, and then, you know, it kind of just all falls away from there in terms of the number of decks. All the other random decks. Yeah. So, I mean, a much smaller sample size in terms of the number of entrants, right? These SCG events are are typically a lot smaller, but kind of 
if you look at the win percentages and things, they're pretty consistent across the board. Nothing's got anything completely insane. I mean, Rackle Sacrifice is overrepresented in 73%, but they only have three players. <laughs> so, you know. But everything else is kind of sitting at the, like, low to mid 50s. 58 for a couple of decks, which is fine. Like, that's okay. To, yeah, to I mean, his, historically, once a deck's over, like, 56, 57%, that's, the, that's sort of the numbers that Wizards uses as a, well, this deck has a 56% win rate across the field and, you know, non-mirror matches, that sort of stuff. So, across both events, like, Saltire Ramp and Teamer Adventures were both sort of around or over that mark. Like, Teamer mm-hmm. Adventures had, like, 58% in both win rate in both events so that's actually that's quite high a deck that definitely dropped off is mono green aggro and i I haven't played a ton of this myself i know a few of the guys on our discord play a bit of mono green aggro i know like Stu's played a fair bit of it i think that deck was really strong against uh wilderness reclamation decks um just the pressure that it could put on and the answers that uh Team of Wreck had just didn't line up very well against the the big bodies of the mono green aggro decks. Yeah, it also did quite well against Bant because you had Stonecoil, which had pro green. You've also then got uh, Questing Beast, which has got, you know, kill it to fairy and damage your opponent with haste yep. and stuff. And then it also has, they're playing Ceratops in the main a lot of the time as well. So there were like three really high impact threats that kind of came across very aggressively against both of those things. Because you know, you can't expansion explosion like any of those creatures really. <laughs> it yeah, just doesn't, it yeah, doesn't right. work. So. And your you removal, like if you're playing Storm's Wrath, uh, like a, often a lot of the creatures outsize that or it's just too slow. Yeah, or just haste, right? They're just, yeah, got a, yeah. a, just a, a lot of really aggressive, you know, really good aggressive curve out deck. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised to see that kind of drop back. The other thing that it, I don't see at all here actually is, sorry, just quickly checking. Mono Black Aggro, which actually came second in the Players Tour Finals. Yeah. But that was really designed very hard to beat up on Team Wreck. Yes. And clearly it was such a metagame deck that people didn't even bother running it back, which is yeah. interesting. Yep. Yeah, like you, the Players Tour Finals was the old metagame and a, a yes. much smaller field, that sort of thing. So, yeah, if, if you're hard metagaming knowing that all the top players are going to play team of wreck then yeah definitely a good choice but once that deck is gone then yeah no no longer becomes a good choice so yep. a, a deck like Saltai ramp it's the sort of deck that uh really good players are often going to pick up because it it has it has a lot of play to it i guess is a, the way to say it like it, it has a lot of answers it can grind and it will really reward tight play and and skillful play where you can set things up over a couple of turns and you can, you know, good players can learn, okay, I, I don't need to worry about that threat that you've played because it's not going to kill me, it's not going to do enough to me in the next two turns and then I'm going to have this answer that's going to wrap that all up and then you're going to be out of gas. So those sorts of decks definitely reward those uh, those or those types of, uh, yeah, really highly skilled players. Team of Adventures, I, uh, like, it's obviously, as, as you were saying before, Cracker, like, it rewards people who know how to play that deck. I've, I don't know if you've tried playing that deck at all. Uh, no, but yeah. I have watched a bunch of people play it, both good and bad, and yep. the amount of options that that deck gives you is insane. Yes. And yes. It, I think it has probably the well, – maybe it's tricky with Ugin now, but it arguably for a very long time had the best late game out of any deck. 
just with the wishboard package that you could yeah. kind of go and fetch anything out and, you know, you get multiple copies and escape from the wilds to draw you a bunch of extra cards and things. It kind of just outdid everything. But, yeah, you really need to know what you're doing. And I think one of the reasons why that deck did particularly well, both of those decks, is they're both existing archetypes. And like you said, they're things that people – you don't just pick up Team Adventures and bring it to one of these events, right? Yeah, you you like, do. <laughs> you just do poorly. You Okay, you do. Yeah. <laughs> the day before, you're like, I'm going to play Adventures. Yeah. But – um. Most people <laughs> trying to maximise their EV don't. They they bring like mono red or mono green and just try and prey on the fact that the metagame isn't isn't fleshed out yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that continuing as well. Like it's the sort of deck that can be squeezed out, and whether it stays a top deck or not, whether it um you know the aggro decks work out a way to to kind of beat up on it, or they just weren't prepared for it, or whether the control decks and things you know maybe now that we've got a metagame. Like, you know, Saltai, we've always talked about the fact that it has the best tools to be able to interact on whatever axis it wants. So you can always bring in, you know, either discard or more removal spells or whatever it is. You can kind of tailor it to what you need. And it still has the whole Nissa into Crisis, I win the game. Yeah. So, you just, know. just Nissa, <laughs> I well, win the just, game. Yeah, just Nissa, <laughs> I win the game. But like it, that, you know, Uro into Nissa into Hydro Crisis is just, you know, these monster threats that uh, are difficult to you know, interact with. So Yeah, and if, even when you answer, like you, you cast a Hydro Crisis where X is eight and you mm-hmm. draw four cards and gain four life, you can kill it with an Eliminate or whatever you want to use to kill it, but you're just so far ahead with your card advantage that it doesn't matter. Like you, and they you, still you, have you a draw, in play. Yeah, you're drawing more <laughs> answers and yeah. yeah. So, I, I guess like a couple of questions. Do we think the bands actually worked? Did they give us a better meta game that, we're happier with i think so yeah i mean yep. personally yes but from from what i've seen with you know the the different parts of the community that i observe and interact with yeah everyone seems to be pretty on board with it i think you know like some people are obviously going to be sad about the fact that they you know like cat right Wh- whether cat should have been banned or not is an interesting question but we talked no, about the answer the- is no <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think it was, it was probably the right thing to do. It, it, yeah. it would have immediately put Jund Sack as the best deck in the format. Yes, yes. By a, by a very big margin, and, I and think. And Cat Oven is going to be in standard for a whole other year. Yes. As well, so. It's yeah, interesting. Not, not rotating you, out. You, you could have banned Devil, would have been the thought I had, because that's due to rotate. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, anyway, they, they've done what they did. It's, yeah, it's given us a whole bunch of new things to, to look at and talk about, and- you know, it is reinvigorated like Elementals, right? Which is doing really well and was just not able to compete a little while ago. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bun- bunch of decks that have either popped back up or, you know, kind of spawned into into existence again that we haven't seen for ages. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think the bands worked. I think they had the desired effect. I've, I've definitely heard some complaints about Saltai, you know, people saying, why, why didn't Nissa get banned as well, which is kind of fair enough <laughs> it's again yeah. it goes it yeah. goes back to the the mana doubling like all the cards that are getting banned have uh you know mana doubling issues and things like that so yeah Nissa is definitely a problem and I, I will be glad i mean i've played a lot of nissas since it's been in standard but i think it will be good to see that nissa go as well absolutely but yeah I, th- I think it's it's shaken up the format enough that it's had a had the desired effect We'll see some more events coming up over the next week or so. 
if you know Saltai continues being a huge portion of the field with a pretty high win rate, then yeah, maybe they they may want to do something else. But I think yeah, I think we'll see people adapt with something, uh, with something their has to be the best deck, right? Yeah, there's always going to be a best there's, deck. There's always going to be something that is. It, it, it is impossible for it to be a completely balanced format where there is no singular best deck. I don't think. No. So to have it as Saltai, I mean, whatever. I think people complain less about that than if it was like the Mardu Winoda kind of <laughs> in your deck and you know yeah. Winoda I think is going to be a problem <laughs> yes. Yes, free mana there we go again <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway yeah yeah. so yeah I, I could see like uh, I guess sort of a, a point I just remembered on what you were saying before like about there, there's always going to be a best deck yeah having a best deck is is fine that is a good thing because it means it gives you a target yeah. as long as there are answers for that best deck. When there is a best deck and it's you should either be playing that deck or you should just not be playing, that's when it's a problem. And I don't see the Saltai decks being like that. They've The stuff that they're doing is super powerful, but it's not problematic powerful. And It's still just a mid-range deck. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately. So, yep. so um, I don't know about yourself. I've played a little bit of Historic, but not heaps. Muxus is still a hell of a card. <laughs> ah, Muxus. <laughs> I was I was having a whinge about that on our Discord that uh, I've been jamming uh, like mono red burn with the experimental frenzy and runaway yeah. steamkin and oh man I love doing that it's it's so much fun I'd forgotten how good it is when you just chain like with, you know uh, lava runners into wizards lightnings off the top of and then you get multiple uh, steamkins going and it's just oh yeah just just going off but no no you see what happens is I hit multiple frenzies and lands in a row yes yes that's <laughs> <laughs> what happens to me yeah. but yes. But yeah, I was saying on our Discord that uh, with with Muxus, I'd successfully kept my like I'm playing mono red. I'd successfully kept my opponent's board completely clear of mm-hmm. goblins, so they have absolutely nothing. They have one treasure token. They play their fifth land. They play Muxus. They attack me for about five hundred, and yep. that to me is wrong. Yeah, like they had they had. Actually, no, they had zero cards in hand. They already had the mana. So they top deck Muxus. You got no cards in hand. <laughs> the only permanent you have permanence you have on the battlefield was lands and a treasure. Top deck Muxus and attack me for about 500. And yeah, that's. I don't think that's right. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to last in, uh, in historic. No, I don't think so either. I mean, Muxus is now seeing like top tier legacy play. Yeah. yeah. He, it's. um. It's, yeah, potentially a problem, <laughs> probably definitely a problem, but that's fine because we're about to get a whole big injection of new cards into Historic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we've got, uh, I'm sure we've mentioned it before on previous yes. podcasts, we have Armanket Remastered. So Armanket was a set from, what, like three or four years ago, no, something like that now? Yeah. Yeah, maybe three years ago. Something like that. It's the um, sort of Egyptian-themed set that's where we got some of the gods that we currently have in standard uh, kefnet and aketra and those sorts of things they came from from armanket and uh, and then the second set that followed that was air of devastation so what wizards have done is they they want to get obviously get those cards onto arena even though they've already, Most of them been, are already on already arena, been so on arena yeah they were in the alpha and the early beta as well yeah yeah def- definitely played it on uh, on arena before but mm-hmm. i believe they have tweaked some of the programming on some of the cards and, um, you know, the questions that they ask you and things like that. So just to sort of streamline it with the way that uh, 
that Arena is played now, which was a little bit different to a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, they basically jammed those two sets together, the uh, Armaquette and Hour of Devastation, into a new set called Armaquette Remastered, which is 338 cards. And uh, yeah, that's that's going straight into Historic. So that's going to have a pretty big impact. So I think the two sets combined were nearly 600 cards, like between 500 and 600 cards. So there's a fair few cards that they're not putting in, but I'm assuming they're just leaving out all the random draft chafe that like no one's ever going to play in, in Historic. Is I that think right? that seems about right. I'm just yeah. actually having a look. Because this, uh, this was when they were still doing blocks as well, right? So 496 cards total. Uh, so Aminket was 287 and Hour was 209, so slightly smaller. Yeah, okay. Yep. Cool. I mean, I have really fond memories of this set. You know, this was the one I said where uh, it kind of started the beans when we went up to um, Sydney to play in a sealed team GP was this. Uh, was oh, was it really? Of, yeah, Hour of Devastation. Ah, uh, yeah, it was too. Cause, yeah, because I played uh, Approach to the Second Sun in- <laughs> you, you did, and I played uh, Glorybringer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I have some some fond memories of this set. Uh, I also play a bunch of these cards in Modern. Yes, yes. Badly. Uh, but and anyway. Commander. <laughs> yeah, and Commander. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, my, the Locust God. Hello, my friend. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I don't think that the uh, six mana <laughs> creature is going to see much play in Historic, but I mean, we'll no. probably give it a try anyway. Yeah, probably not. It's cool, right? So, keywords in this set, there was a couple of interesting things. They did Aftermath cards. So, I don't know if people have played <laughs> these this long ago. <laughs> these are the awkward cards where you can tell when your opponent's got one in their hand. Because uh, their head goes 90 degrees. <laughs> they're printed funny. It's it's fine on Arena, but uh, the, the physical paper cards, half of the card is sideways. So, uh, yeah. you, you see them look at their opening hand and then kind of tilt their head to the side. It's, it's like, okay, it was yeah. hilarious, man, because you, you, you try so hard not yeah. to, to give it. A- and in the end, I would just like- turn my card sideways and then like even if you don't have one it's fine you can just do that so they they have two halves one you can cast for the the front half and then the other half of the card can be cast from your graveyard so it's not like the adventure cards we've just seen in eldraine where you could pick and choose you could only ever cast the one half the first half from your hand and then the second half from your graveyard so if it got milled there was a bunch of that kind of sub theme in there as well yeah. Then that was fine. Kind of like flashback is, is probably yeah, exactly. a good, good way to that's, say it. Or, or escape. Like if it's if it's in your graveyard, you can cast it, but you're casting the aftermath side of it. Correct. That's the only thing you can do from your graveyard. Yes, exactly. So, cool. They're, this set's fun. It also has a bunch of cycling in it, cycling jewel lands, a bunch of cycling creatures and things. So Yeah, so we get, we get the jewels that are the basic land types. So the uh, like island... What do we got? The blue, blue, black island uh, swamp lands, but they're cycling lands and yes, sheltered thicket, which is a mountain forest. So they they enter the battlefield tapped. There's no way around that. But yeah, they tap for either one of those two colors, or you can cycle them for two. So yeah, I mean we've got a fair bit of cycling support from the most recent sets. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, maybe we'll see a solid cycling deck in historic. Be, yeah, be quite there's interesting. a pretty good chance actually, um, because there's. There's some awkward cards in just the actual cycling deck uh, in terms of you've got some, like, two mana cyclers that you would really rather not have to play, but you just kind of were forced to. So, now there's some better options around 
in in like red and white particularly yeah to to let you kind of um get around that some of those so maybe there's a couple of pickups there i don't know it's yep. it's probably not going to be a thing but maybe yep so there's exert was one of the uh, one of yes. the mechanics so when you when your creature attacks you can exert it and then it, it has some sort of effect when you when you exert it. So it might be that it, it deals extra damage, or it gets plus one plus one, or um, you know adds mana to mana pool, or something like that. But get uh, extra combat step. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole whole bunch of different things. But when you exert your creature, it means it doesn't untap in your next untap step. So there's a bit of a trade off there, which which makes it quite interesting. Actually, it's I really know, that, liked playing with it. Yeah, I thought it yeah, was a good. really fun mechanic. It, it it was a bit weird how it worked on Arena originally. I think that's one of the things that they've fixed up. Okay. It was a little bit awkward how you how you attacked. So I can't remember exactly how it worked and how they're doing it now. But I sure they've made it better. <laughs> than, I than believe it was that. Previously, Look, they've made a lot of things better since the, yes. <laughs> this was this was in Arena initially. So <laughs> I, I don't doubt that it it gives you some nice. I mean, it gives you more choices, right? And that's just cool. Having having more options available to you and and you know the the creatures get tired. Yes, <laughs> yeah, effectively, effectively <laughs> that's what it is. They basically. get over overexerted and they get tired. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a bunch of cards that are being brought in, which were nowhere near this set. Hmm. Like yes. Wrath of God. Yeah, I can I can play my whiteboard. Oh no, I can't. It's only on Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring out the whiteout, man. Just paint on your screen. Yeah, so there's yeah. A, there's a whole list of cards that, uh, and and this was completely unexpected when they announced Armageddon Remastered. They did not say anything about this. Yeah, they've just they've just added a list of cards, almost like the uh, historic anthologies that they're doing. They've they've just gone okay. We're just adding these extra cards and injecting them into historic, and it's a pretty solid list. Yeah, so there's 14 cards, and there's some juicy ones in here, man. Mm. So, let's just run through the list and we'll have a quick chat about some of them. So, yep. Uh, Wrath of God. Yep. Thoughtseize. Pact of yep. Negation. <laughs> Shatterstorm. Lord of Extinction. Demonic Pact. Hornet Queen. Jace, Unraveler of Secrets. Chandra Pyromancer. Sphinx's Revelation. Rest in Peace. Anger of the Gods. Collected Company. And Perilous Vault. Oof. So, they are all some very powerful cards. Some of them more so than others. Yes. Thoughtseize. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking what, what of cards that are more powerful th- than yeah. others. <laughs> what do we think about Thoughtseize? Uh, from what I've heard, I've, I've actually heard people in the last few weeks say that they would like, they would have liked uh, Thoughtseize in Historic. Uh, it, it, it gives a good check for certain things. But it is powerful. I, I, like, I've, I've kind of always, I've played a lot of Thoughtseize in my time, and I've kind of always been in the camp that it's actually good for a format. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty balanced card. It is very powerful, but it's good. I think it, I think it, I think they got it pretty right with Thought Season. You could you could maybe make a slightly different iteration that's something sort of in between Thought Season and Inquisition of Kozilek. You know, maybe it's converted mana cost four or less, but you lose one life or or something like that. But I, th- I think Thought Season is pretty good, and I think it will be good in Historic. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in two minds, and I've always been in two minds about Thoughtseize in general. It's it's a super powerful effect. Maybe we should tell people what it is in case they don't know. <laughs> so, Thoughtseize is, is a single black mana for a sorcery. You get to look at your opponent's hand and take a non-land, permanent, a non-land card from their hand, and you lose two life. So, 
just take whatever you want except for, ba- for and any they, And they discard the card. They discard so it goes, the card. goes to the graveyard. Yep. The fact that it's black and that's it, you can play it from turn one. Yeah. Is the reason that decks in modern, like Jund or Eckert's played in Legacy, you know, like it's- it is, I mean, it's, you know, the, the most uniquely powerful effect of its kind. Because Cabal Therapy is the other option, right, in, in Legacy, but you have to guess what the person has at hand. It doesn't cost you any life, but it's it's super powerful. So, I don't know. Look, the fact is that they're, they're targeting to bring Pioneer into Arena, and it already yeah. exists in Pioneer. So, like, these cards are coming one way or another. Maybe Thoughtseize is the answer to Muxus. I don't know. That, look, I don't yeah, hate it. It it's, still it's, doesn't it's a, stop a top deck Muxus. That's, a, that's always <laughs> no, a problem. But that's, that's also the, the secret hidden text of Thoughtseize is remove a card from your opponent's hand, put it into their graveyard, and then they draw that card. <laughs> yeah, put, put one of them on top of their library. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how it seems to play out every time. If you've yeah. ever cast a Thoughtseize in modern, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so- Let's just run through the rest of the list. Wrath yeah, of God. Yeah, so, so Wrath, of, Wrath of God is, yeah, it's been around for a very long time. It's just four, four mana, two white, white, destroy all c- creatures. They can't be regenerated. It's it's the OG board wipe. That's where that's, the, that's, that's, that's where the that's term Wrath come from. Yep, that's why you call it. It's from Alfred, right? Uh, I believe so. I uh, don't actually yeah. know that. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we've got Shadow of the Sky at the moment, which is the same cost. There's no downside in letting your opponent draw a card. Yep. We've got Regeneration isn't, isn't an issue- not many no. things regenerate anymore. No, they, they've given them indestructible instead now. Yeah, which is a lot cleaner. Yep. Kaya's Wrath is the other one, I guess. That sees you know a four mana sweeper. So powerful effect. Yep. Cool. Yep. Prob- uh, probably good for the format. Yeah, it probably doesn't change much. There's no. not many decks that will play four of this effect, let alone eight. So you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to enable anything that doesn't already happen. Hmm. Pact of Negation. Yeah. Free spells. <laughs> it's an interesting one. So, Pack the Negation is- It's a reprint from Future Sight. So, Future Sight was, uh, was a long time ago and had all sorts of funky cards in it. Mm-hmm. So, it's a it's a zero mana cost, which is- you know, It's always a good start and for yep. an instant. And it just says counter target spell. So, free counter spell. But there is another cost to it. It says, at the beginning of your next upkeep, pay three blue blue. If you don't, you lose the game. So- what sort of decks play Pact of Negation, Cracker? Combo decks. <laughs> combo decks, exactly. <laughs> combo decks. And they don't even have to be blue combo decks. That's the no. best thing about it. There's no blue mana spell. No. So, yeah, um, the idea being that, you you know, you can protect your combo. You can, yeah. you know, go off and if someone tries to counter, you know, negate a key spell, you can Pact of Negation it and you go off and you win that turn. Who cares if you lose on your upkeep? There is none. Yeah. Now, th- thankfully, Wizards- just banned a bunch of potential combo stuff, so <laughs> that's a, it's a yeah. good good start. But uh, yeah, yeah you, when you're playing Pact of Negation, you're not playing it because it's a free counter spell. You're playing it because you're comboing and doing doing broken things. So it's going to be interesting to see what sort of effect that has. So I, I don't know if we'll see some more all out combo decks that are able to protect their their combo with uh, with the Pact. Yeah, maybe it's it's pretty narrow. Yeah, right, like. It, it don't expect it to be ubiquitous. Like, my is it tempo deck isn't going to be picking up a bunch of copies no. of this to, <laughs> to to put into to, you know to put into it. Even though it plays a bunch of counter spells, that's that's not the home for it. No. Typically, decks like blue white control don't play it either. So it's pretty niche. I don't mind. I think it's good to have in the format. Yeah. It's not, despite the fact that it is free in quotes, it's not actually busted. It's not completely overpowered somehow. No, five, five mana to pay in your upkeep is a big cost. Uh, yes. it, it gets played the most in 
the Titan decks, like the Amulet Titan decks in modern mm-hmm. that yep. super ramp their mana and have the the bounce lands that uh, the Karoo lands that uh, that tap for two mana, so they can packed and pay for it in their upkeep no worries so yeah if you're getting a primeval titan which is getting you four mana's worth of lands into play you don't really care yeah yep uh shatterstorm two red red destroy all artifacts they can't be regenerated cool uh, i've seen a couple of artifact decks floating around in in uh historic but i guess this is probably just a check to have in there just in case something gets out of hand not not gonna yeah, be it's played very often fine uh so there's lord of extinction which is three black green for a star star and its parent toughness are equal to the number of cards in all graveyards Hmm. this card uh sounds like something you might play on occasion maybe i don't know it's tricky right because there's also rest in peace yeah just kills it on the spot uh it doesn't have any evasion it doesn't no. have any trample so it's it look it's a five mana vanilla creature <laughs> yeah it's kind of bad which yep. is okay like i don't know that i would have put given you've got so few cards i don't know about putting bad ones in but anyway yeah what about the uh, next one? uh demonic pact uh so this is from origins yeah mm. i quite liked origins i think me too was a good set uh two black black uh, it's an enchantment and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Demonic Pact deals four damage to target creature or player and you gain four life. Target opponent discards two cards, draw two cards, or you lose the game. So obviously you're playing this on turn four and then on your next upkeep, you're just choosing the last one. You lose the game. Is that that's what you do with this card? Absolutely. <laughs> Done. All right. Next card. Yep. No, this is, uh, this is a pretty cool card because it's... You can do some funky things with it. You know, you can use the first three and then bounce it to your hand. You can use the first three and then donate it to your opponent. So then in yep. your upkeep, they lose the game. We don't have harmless offering in this set, do we? In, no, in that historic. was Eldritch Moon, I think. Yeah, or one, one of those Shadows yeah, of Riverstar, one of those ones. So it's I, it didn't really see play in standard. Sort of a little bit in a couple of fringe decks, but yeah, it was kind of a meme card. Yeah, like its its abilities are powerful for four mana. You know, if you play it for four mana, you make your opponent discard two cards and then you draw two cards or whatever. Like, it's it's sort of powerful, but it's- The problem is it's a timing issue, right? You pay four mana, you put enchantment into play, and then you pass the turn and it's the yeah. beginning of your next upkeep. So, yep. like, the fact that it doesn't have an instant effect- Yeah. Is tricky. It'd actually be a saga now. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, probably. But then you- If, if they redid it. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, it would be cool with Yorion in a Yorion oh, deck. That's, that's a good point. Mm. Or even Teferi. Just uh, just bounce it back to your hand, cast it again. What, so. what Teferi? Uh, is that, did, did, uh, three Fairy got banned in Historic 2. Didn't <laughs> sure yeah. did. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Can't play him on Arena anywhere. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Yorion would be, uh, be quite yeah, good okay. with that. Uh, actually, that's a good point. You could also play in the um, Dance of the Mance um, yeah. yep. Yeah, Combo. just sacrifice it yep, yeah. after you get your value. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might, might see some play. So, that's that's cool. It's a, a funky card that's cool to have in the format. Next card, though. I'm a fan. <laughs> Hornet Queen. I know some, some other, someone else who's on our podcast that likes to no, cast some Hornet Queens. Chewy likes Hornet Queens. <laughs> yeah, so Hornet Queen is four green, green, green for a 2-2 flying death touch insect. That's it. Oh, and when it enters the battlefield, you make four one-one insect flying death touch creatures. Mm. So, also I works well with Yorion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I want to know if there's a Hornet Queen Crater Hoof deck. Oh yeah, 
Because death, touch, and trample. I mean, like if you're hoofing someone and you've got five other creatures in a play, that's just hoof maths is people. If they cast hoof, you lose the game. Yes. Okay. Creator hoof behemoth just wins the game on the spot. But that that would be an interesting thing to see. Mm. Yeah, it's an int- interesting card. We've obviously we've got a lot of ramp already, so yeah, getting mm-hmm. to seven mana is not that hard. So yeah, could could be cool. We'll, we'll see it's what powerful, that does. But it's not busted. Yes, which I like. Yeah, yeah. Good good way to put it. Uh, next card, Jace Unraveler of Secrets. This was from Shadows Over Innistrad. It's a three blue blue Jace Planeswalker. It ha- comes in with five loyalty, so it's pretty. Well, it's not that high for for five mana. Uh, plus one, scry one, draw a card. Minus two, return target creature to its owner's hand. Minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell each turn, counter that spell. So this Jace didn't see He's not very play. good. I don't, I don't no. really know why we're getting this one, and it will continue to, to not see play most likely. So yeah. we have much better Planeswalkers that cost less mana. I mean, if, if you're going to play pay five mana for a Planeswalker, you're going to play five mana to fairy. So. Yeah, or you play four mana to fairy. Yeah. It does basically yep. the same thing. Yeah. So, there's a Chandra Pyromaster, which apparently was from one of the Arch Enemy decks. Okay. So, she's two red red for Chandra with four loyalty. She doesn't seem very good. No. <laughs> so, we might just skip. I'm not going to read all the yeah, text on yeah. this. Yeah, you not, can- Not very good. Yeah. She's medium. Yep. Not, not really Sorry. sure why we're getting on. Sorry, Blaster Boy. Yep. He'll, he'll, he'll play it anyway. The next card, though. The next card is uh, is slightly better. Uh, yeah. Sphinx's Revelation. So uh, this is a all star from standard. Gone standards gone past and uh, seen some play in in other formats. So it is X white blue blue for an instant. You gain X life and you draw X cards. So yeah, talk about control cards to get you back into the game and give you all that card advantage. This is the uh, the poster poster boy for. Uh, blue-white control decks. So this card, it will see some play. And uh, again, it's it's another one of those cards that's powerful but not broken. Yep. In, in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, if you ask me, it's just a bad hydro crisis now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not quite. Well, um, I'm, mm. I'm glad that it's ban- a wreck has been banned. That would have yes. been- Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With wreck, it would have been a real real problem. Yeah. It's- Yeah. The, the converted mana cost is a bit easier to cast than um, a big explosion is. I guess is kind of the thought. And yeah, yeah, it's one less on the uh, the color requirements. So. Yeah, yep. and you know, it just it lends itself to that kind of instant speed counter spell dot deck, which you know some people love blue white control. Yep. Another card that goes in the blue white control. Yeah, your your favorite card of all time. <laughs> oh man, this is this is just <laughs> you a, can you can read this one. <laughs> it is called Rest in Peace, <laughs> and it is one and a white for an enchantment. It says, when it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from all graveyards. If a card or token will be put into a graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it's super powerful, right? And look, we've already got Leyline of the Void available in yep. Historic. We've got Graph Diggers, we've got Tormod's Crypt. This is arguably the best of all of them. Yeah, this this is the one that gets played the most, like in modern decks. If, you, if you're playing yeah. white, generally, if you want a graveyard hate, you're playing Resting Peace. Super powerful. There's there's not a lot to be said about it. No, it will be good against the cat oven decks that exist in historic, which you know see a bit of play. Yep. Also good against any of the like Kethus combo. So there's a few things that are, are quite graveyard based, and this is just the cleanest, most persistent answer. 
Yep. You know, d- decks like that tend to play pretty well against like Tormod's Crypt or something where they can just, you get a one shot, but they can refill and, and rebuild pretty easily. So Yeah, and en- enchantments are often hard for a lot of colors to remove. And, mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's packing enchantment removal in their sideboard so they, they know that their opponent's going to side in, rest in peace, and you need your enchantment removal. It's it's not a super common thing that we see, we haven't seen for a long time in standard, so uh, it's not super common in historic either. Kind of. I mean, people were packing wilts and things to get rid of wrecks, so it's yeah. not that far out of the the normal sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I guess if, anyway. you, if, you're, if you're playing a graveyard-based deck- you can expect to be facing some resting pieces. So yep. you, you're probably going to be wanting to yeah, pack some form of enchantment removal because mm-hmm. it is a pain in the backside once that it thing resolves. sure is. I have scooped to that card a number of times. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing uh, Garuda Combo on in standard yeah. this week. Oh, That's yeah. what I played on stream on Monday. And uh, Garuda does not care about resting piece. It does not. No, nope, does not care about Leyline of the Void. The, uh, nope. It all still happens somehow. <laughs> Because they don't go to the graveyard first. Nope. It's uh, still resolving and uh, you still get to choose your card. The car- the other three cards go in the graveyard, but uh, yeah, they get you still exiled. get the one That's you okay. want. Uh, yeah, still get exiled. But Speaking of exiling. Yeah, so we have uh, Anger of God. So, again, another mm. modern, yeah, I'd probably call it a modern staple. It's seen uh, sideboard staple is probably more. Yeah. Uh, one red red for sorcery. Anger of the Gods deals three damage to each creature. If a creature dealt damage this way, it would die this turn, exile it instead. So, yeah, this has always been good, solid sideboard card for aggressive decks or yeah, decks that are using graveyards, things yeah, like I that. Yeah, I played so. in Living End. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wipe your opponent's board and exile they it all. Yeah. And then get them back. It's interesting that there's this being put into this set, though. There's, and I'm trying to remember what it's called. There's the, in Amonkhet itself, there was mm-hmm. the three mana uh, deal three that also had cycling two that didn't exile. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's being reprinted in this. Just trying to see if I can find it. Anyway, uh, yeah, it seems like there's there's a bunch of this kind of conditional red sweeper effect being brought into the format, which I thought was- Interesting. Sweltering Suns, that's the one. So, ah, Sweltering yeah, Suns, yeah. yeah, is one red, red, uh, same thing. Deals three to each creature, but it doesn't exile them. And you can cycle it for three. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I, I guess they're sort of looking at, yeah, the, the exile clause on it is pretty big. I mean, we do have Magma magma Spray, which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, red Magma Spray deals two damage to target creature. And if it dies, then exile it. So... Yeah, I, I guess they're sort of looking at there, there's plenty of graveyard recursion from Armaket. One of the I was, um, yeah, about to say that one of the things we didn't talk about, or one of the mechanics is the eternalize mechanic, where you can yeah return creatures from your graveyard as as zombies and things like that. So yeah, good good to have a lot of uh, exiling effects that um, deal with those sorts of things. And just one thing to note, like the the way the like magma spray and anger of the gods is worded, it's similar to. Scorching Dragonfire, where yep. if, if the creature if a creature dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. So you don't necessarily need to kill it from the damage that you're doing. It uh, you know if, if it's already taken other damage or it takes future damage in the turn and, and dies or dies for any other reason, it still gets exiled. So that is something yeah, to note. But it's, it is different to the Black Sweeper that. I never understood. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, uh, Cry of the Carnarium. Yeah, that's, yeah. So Cry of the Carnarium makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, it's 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 
any creature that died this turn gets exiled. So if the creature had already died before you cast your Cry of the Carnarium, you still exile those cards that are already in your graveyard. <laughs> so dumb. Good luck sucking things in response. Yeah. Doesn't work. All right, so two cards left. Yep. I'm going to talk about Perilous Vault because you can talk about the next one. <laughs> cool. So Perilous Vault is four mana for an artifact. Five tap exile Perilous Vault. Exile all non-land permanents. Speaking of exiling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is from M15. I wasn't playing. Then. No, I've never never <laughs> so, played this card. Yeah, I look, I know it's he's playing Commander. Yeah, I was going to say, seems like a Commander <laughs> card. But I don't know what deck wants this. No idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> but we'll find out. Someone yeah. will play it somewhere. Someone's happy about it. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't have right. Tron lands, do we? No, we don't have Tron lands. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, the people who won double Masters packs might have Tron Lens. So. Mm, that's right. Yep. Anyway. All right. What's our last card, Jordan? So, the last card is one of my all-time favorite cards uh, in the history of Magic, Collected Company. So, this is three and a green for an instant. Look at the top six cards of your library. Put up to two creature cards with converted mana cost, three or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So... This deck in standard, well, this card in standard was super powerful. In, it really was. In, you know, there was like the Coco Rally decks and all sorts of funky stuff. It's mm-hmm. It often gets used in combo decks in modern. We've got like the, the Vizier Druid combo. It's a very powerful card, but it has a pretty serious restriction on it. The amount of times I've cast this card, look at the top six, and you get Stone Cold and nothing mm-hmm. is extremely frustrating. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, you're pretty much restricting your deck to building with creatures that are converted mana cost three or less, and you're wanting to be playing 25-plus creatures sort of thing in your deck. So often the decks that play Coco are, yeah, a bunch of creatures, four Cocos, maybe two to four other spells, and then just the rest is creatures. So so we have the pretty good bones for a really strong elves deck now, mm, I think. Yeah, we do. Yep. Which is cool because it was- Close, but missing something. And this might actually be enough to kind of just bump it up a notch, which yeah. is, which yeah, is cool. Some El- I really think elves, like elves in Historic was kind of the worse goblins. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because yeah. you, you couldn't hoof faster than people could mux us. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I mean, well, we or do Azuri have- I'm just checking the uh, the spoiler. So, we do have Vizier of Remedies in- We do. Um, okay, I that too. <laughs> So, if we do somehow get the Devoted Druid, then we actually have the uh, the combo. We have the combo, which is just infinite mana. Then you need like Duskwatch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we've got, we've got Ronus. We've got Dusk. Uh, we don't have yeah. Duskwatch yet, but we've got Ronus. Ronus is in this set as well. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, I highly doubt that they're going to print Devoted Druid though, so forget about that. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to have a huge shake-up, I'm assuming, for Historic. Like, Historic's just been all over the place lately. It was a it was a format yeah. that we weren't interested in it at all. Like, we literally said on this cast multiple times, hey, I'm just not interested in that format. It, um, I don't care. There's, it's no not really that different to standard. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're adding all their anthologies. And then we saw a huge bump in cards with Jumpstart. And that was, what, like three weeks ago? <laughs> Yeah. Something man, like that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 20 minutes ago. So, yeah. after the third anthology, I got I got interested in the set, uh, in the format, I should say. Um, I thought that that was pretty cool and it gave some good toys. And then, yeah, man, Jumpstart. Hang on, I'm just looking. It was released a month ago. Yeah. Less than a month ago. The 17th of July. Yeah. So, 
yeah, three and a half weeks or whatever. And yeah, so Historic has kind of taken off. And this is really going to push it further away than just Strange Standard. Yes. Yeah, it's it's, so, a, it's, it's a complete own format. Which is great. Yeah. It's, and it's also, not Pioneer. It's not Standard. It's not Modern. It is its own format, which is pretty cool. So, the question I've got then is, given that Wizards have stated their plans to bring Pioneer to Arena, are they going to run Historic and Pioneer and Standard? Or or are they going to merge them and then just kind of have these- Because some of these cards in this list aren't in- Like Wrath of God, for example, isn't in Pact of Negation, isn't in Pioneer. Yeah. So, are they just going to, like, merge them at that point? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they, they have to have- a format that you can play these old cards in that aren't in Pioneer. Like, that's that's the sole reason why Historic was created, so that when your cards rotate out of Standard, you have a format to play. So, Historic will never disappear. Well, it can, though, because once Pioneer comes on, like, Pioneer is already that, but just on Magic Arena. Uh, on Magic Online, rather. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of cards in this that are not legal in Pioneer. Right, so that's what I'm saying. What, you, you so, think they put all these cards into Pioneer? I don't know. May- Do you maybe- think- I don't, do I don't do think we think that the player base is big enough to support two eternal in air quotes formats? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. I don't know. Just interesting. Yeah, I mean, pioneer. Pioneer kind of relies even once they put pioneer on arena. If we go back to being able to play paper tournaments, pioneer will overtake historic because people have a much more reason to play that format because they're sure. playing it on Arena and then they get to go and play their paper tournaments and, yeah, it will take over Historic and Historic may just become Legacy where it's, yeah, people play it, but it's not super popular and it's only supported on Arena. There's no paper paper tournaments for it. But I, I don't I have no idea. No, I'm yeah. not going to make some sort of crazy bold statement. We, we said on the cast a couple creators, of weeks ago that nothing we would get banned and <laughs> things got banned, so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's safe to say Historic's going to see a huge change in uh, in the next few days. So yes, I for one am absolutely looking forward to building God Pharaoh's Gift as soon as it comes out. We were talking about this before the cast. About the only card I think we're missing is Refurbish, which is from uh, Kaladesh or Armanket Block. But uh, pretty much everything else is egg. Chewie and I played played that deck at the last nationals and uh yeah i've actually played that deck on arena before when uh, when it was in the alpha or the beta or whatever yeah there's some pretty good creatures yeah, good, that you pick fun. up as well to be able to um reanimate with that deck so yeah yeah looking looking forward to that i mean it's probably not going to be powerful enough but yeah whatever i enjoy playing that deck so but uh yeah this uh, have you got any decks that you're looking at building not at this stage i guess i mean i've i've had a look i haven't looked at every card in the set but i've had a bit of a look and Trying to work out, and none, nothing jumps out that kind of slots into the couple of decks that I'm already playing. So, might be time to build something new. So mm. we'll have to kind of get the brewers see. hat on. Yeah, yeah. See what comes from it. But um, we also should mention that, as you pointed out to me yesterday, apparently you're going to be able to draft this set. Yeah. Yep. So the set so releases. That- it would probably be. Well, we're recording this on Thursday night. I think it's actually like tonight that it releases on a, on Arena. So probably by the time you listen to this podcast, it's already live on Arena. It's meant to come out on the 13th of August and today is currently the 13th of August in Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a draftable set. So they, they that's part of the remastered part of it. They've made it into a draft format. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know. There's no details on costing if it's going to be gold or gems or whatever to draft it. But 
Uh, yeah, it'll be draftable. Uh, I believe you're going to be able to buy packs as well from the, the, the stores and things like that, unlike Jumpstart, which uh, I know was a, an issue for a lot of people. Yeah, that was just... Yeah, it's a bit weird, so, but anyway, so dumb. whatever. But yep. uh, yeah, I, I reckon draft format-wise, this could be a pretty cool draft set. So we might have a chat about that on the on the next podcast in uh, in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we might have to dip our toes. I'm, I'm sure we'll put our Brewers hats on, build some stuff, and then realise we don't have anywhere near enough wild cards and uh, go back to playing <laughs> one I read. usually what happens. I, <laughs> I see a sweet list and I go, oh, I'll import that to Arena. It's like, you need 40 wild cards. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we'll just delete that from Arena. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just look for the decks that are majority commons and uncommons and <laughs> I build those. Yeah. I've got an infinite of those. <laughs> Monocolor decks, you say. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So we might just have a quick touch on the on how our league's going. So we're, we're basically two weeks away from the end of the group stage for our league. So 28th of August, 10 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, the matches all need to be done. So if you're listening to this cast and you haven't been seeing all my posts on the discord you need to get on there and start playing your matches so where most of the groups have played close to half of their their matches um, group a's played 33 group b's played 20 c's played 39 and d's played 21 i think those numbers have gone up a little bit since i, I posted those numbers which is good but definitely get on there and start playing your matches uh, you don't want to be stuck in that last week trying to organize matches when people aren't available because yeah don't forget trying to finish top five in your group will give you points for the invitational at the end of the year which is definitely going to be worth your while trying to qualify for there's going to be some sweet prizes for that so i'm still sitting on top of my group with uh, with i think you're close behind me cracker but well i took a loss last night i don't think that yeah helped same yep yeah, yeah I'm, I'm six and four yeah, I've only got one one match to go against uh, mrs landrop so we need to organize that one hopefully this weekend We've got a few people that are pretty close to locking up their spots. So we, we have Wanga, Sith, Child Rebel Walker, and Plunksy. They're all sitting on seven wins. Uh, they're, they're almost definitely locked in for at least a third place, which will get them into finals. But mm-hmm. uh, they've all got a couple of matches to go and, and will likely end up on top of their their groups. So that's pretty cool. But, yeah, big reminder, get on there, play your matches, get active in the in the Discord so you can get them done. And uh, yeah, in, a, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be streaming the finals we'll, we'll have one more regular podcast before the finals to uh, give it a good shout out and a good promotion and then uh, yeah 30th of august we'll be streaming and commentating it again well hopefully i'll be Switch. commentating it <laughs> not, not playing finals <laughs> yeah you know uh looking forward to it yeah it's yeah always, it's, it's gonna, always gonna be awesome. a heap of fun so that's gonna do us for tonight uh yeah if if you want to play in our future leagues we will be running another one in uh, another couple of months, uh, or starting probably mid-September. So to get into that, you just need to come and join us in our Discord. So you'll find the link for that in our show notes or on our Twitter or Facebook. Uh, if you want to find us on any of those places where Magic Beans cast, if you search pretty much anywhere for Magic Beans cast, you will find us. Uh, we do have a merch store if you want to get some sweet beans gear. I, I received my new hoodie and uh t-shirt a few days ago and yeah pretty pretty cool as i've seen a few people placing orders but uh yeah it, the proceeds from that obviously go to support what we do and allow us to do bigger and better things which just benefits you guys in in the long run so definitely head over to the merch store again the link for that is in the show notes you can find that as cracker mentioned at the start of the show we are sponsored by josh and pat's mtg bazaar so go and find them on facebook just search for josh and pat's 
and you will it'll most likely pop up. Check out their their daily auctions and grab yourself some bargains. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Cracker, you are at Joel Hill underscore. Very good. I don't have to ask anybody else what their <laughs> Twitter is, which is a little bit nope. weird. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch because, uh, yeah, that's where we do all of our giveaways and, uh, yeah, hopefully we put out some good content that you guys like. So follow us there and that way you know when we go live and you can come and join us and have a chat. So that's it for this week. As always, we thank you for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you next time. 